What is good, everybody in the CWC, any other wrestling fan who's deciding to tune in, this is the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We're going to make this one as quick as possible. Um, this is just going to be predictions, not not going to do a lot of anything else here. Uh, just a couple housekeeping, slappingmeatwrestling.com. Go to that website. That'll lead you to our uh, to the merchandise that we have up. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically about it for, that, for the housekeeping there. Um, let's move in. We're going to predict Fastlane. Uh, this is the first pr- premium live event. Under the new TKO group. Um, and so I'm very interested in how this plays out. Um, um, it is, well, technically as I'm recording this, uh, it's 6.04 a.m. on Saturday morning. I meant to get this out Friday night. i am be honest with you, I completely forgot about it. And then um, I... Uh, wasn't feeling all that well last night, as you can sort of tell. Kind of, kind of getting sick again, you know. The weather here in North Carolina does not play nice at this time of the year. It goes from fall to summer every other week. But in some up, my 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 uh, uh, you know, you got to adapt to that. Right, and I don't know where I was going with that anyway. But let's predict Fastlane. Not a lot of that we're going to do here. What I want to talk about first with Fastlane is the length of the card. Right, it's five matches. Now I like this, but so someone in the Discord said, "Man, looking through this card, this thing is reading like uh, an AEW pay per view or an AEW show." And what he meant by that is, look at all the tag team matches. And while I agree, I'm not the biggest fan of having 80-11 tag team matches. Like, um, if this was an AEW show, this is sort of my joke for the day. If this was an AEW show, this would be 18 matches. Um, each of them would get like 20 minutes long uh, segments. The paper, the, the premium live event went into like one in the morning. And it would it would end with some grand uh, entrance from a new superstar that we're going to bury in a month. That's sort of the the the, the pay per view model AEW seems to like to run. Um, and so yeah, five matches. This is why I like five matches. First off, I'm assuming this thing's going to go probably three hours, so it'll probably be over by eleven. Which right, so you think three hours that's a uh, 180 minutes that gives each match just about 
a half hour each, right? Now, not every match is going to take 30 to 35 minutes, but what, what I'm saying is that it allows the match to breathe and it allows for moments to be made, right? Um, and so you could have, uh, you can allow certain matches like the triple threat with Charlotte and EO and Oscar. You can allow that to play out. You can give that match 20 minutes rather than 10, right? And so it allows you to sort of stretch some of this out um, and, 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 and allow for moments to be made outside of just, uh, excuse me, um, outside of, you know, you know, cause, cause if you had eight matches in this period, now you're giving each segment 20 minutes, which means the less needed, like, like the women's segments, always the shorter segment, unless it's the main event, right? It's just how booking is always done. And so, I mean, the triple threat match is probably going to be somewhere around 20, 25 minutes. But if you know you have the ability to give it 30, you can allow it to stretch out and say, hey, we may go over a little bit if this thing is hitting, right? Um, and then I look at this card and I'm like, look at look at the star power we have on the card. Look at the potential matches that we have. You look at Fastlane and you think, ah, oh, this probably isn't going to be good. You know, traditionally, this would be one of the, the pay-per-views that I would say, eh, I'm probably going to miss. I'm probably going to miss this one. I, I don't have to watch it. Um, And to that, I will say, you're going to have to watch this show. I think this is going to be so much better. Now, again, I like to curb my expectations. What I mean by that is, this is still probably like I like to think it's going to be a C. So when I get an A, I'm happy, right? So I, I'm not going to expect too much from this show, and then we're probably going to get some bangers. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking of. So let's let's dive on into this card. Um, I don't. Okay, so I know where where, where we're going to start the prediction, but what I like to do is try to p- predict what match starts the show. And there's so much like name power here like there's no way you start the show with john cena in the bloodline you just don't start the show with that in fact i think they're ending the show with that match as much as seth rollins versus nakamura needs to be the main event part of me believes that the bloodline's main eventing um that's just my that's just my opinion on the issue um but where we're starting the prediction is LWO, um, which is Ray Santos Escobar and a third partner. I thought there was already. See, this is what happens when 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 you don't pay attention to to the show. But LWO versus Bobby Lashley and Street Profits. Since okay, so. I, uh, this is where I'll come in. I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown probably the entire build up to uh, this pay per view. I know a, a little of what's happening, um, but I have zero idea why this says TBA because a lot of times when LWO is on my TV, I'm not paying attention anyway. Uh, 
Well, let me... Uh... button not sure what happened with my camera there there we go uh let's see so it appears del cruz ah okay see this is the thing about lwo that i don't understand you have two other people in that group it's raymond right so you have mysterio you have santos you have two other people in that group. Why don't you just use one of them? But since there's a TBA here, right? They're facing Lashley and uh, Lashley and the Prophets. Since there's a TBA here, I'm assuming there's going to be a surprise. And and the only thing that makes any fucking sense here would be Carlito. The only thing that makes sense here would be Carlito showing up to join the LWO. That's the only thing that makes sense. You bring him in at the pay-per-view or live event, right? That's the only thing that makes any sense to to do at, at, at this point in time. Um. So if it is a big entrance, if it is someone like Carlito, then LWO is winning. Um, and so that's that's where I'll go. I'm going LWO. I'm going Carlito as the third partner. Now, again, I'm not a big fan of this booking because LWO has like has what? Four members in it and you're only going to use two. Like, I don't know why you necessarily have to add another one. Like, what's the whole point of having? Cruz del Toro and uh, the other guy. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, what's the point of having him in the group if they're not going to participate in anything? If LWO is just Santos and Ray, then why can't the other two go do something different? I, I've just, right, they could go back and join Electro Lopez. Right? I just, I just don't fully understand what's going on uh, with um, with that uh, the booking of LWO. Like if, if, if LWO was just supposed to sort of be a storyline between Ray and Escobar, why not send the other two to do something different so that they're not just useless um, in here? Um. With that being said, yeah, LWO is going to LWO. If it's a big debut like Carlito, I can't see them debuting him and then having that team lose. However, Bobby Lashley and the Prophets need the win here. It's it's the only thing I'm certain of is that Bobby Lashley in in the new tag, the new team here, this new grouping, they need to win. It's the only thing that makes sense, right? So now I'm confused on where I really want like. It really just depends on who the third partner is. Um, I just... Okay, so my official pick is going to be Lashley and the Prophets because that's the only thing that makes sense. And, and so... But 
I will say, if it's someone like Carlito as the third partner or some big name, maybe potentially Dragon Lee, uh, then they're going to win. If it's a big name like that, then they're going to win. I could see it being Dragon Lee. He's sort of secretly being brought up to the main roster. So if it's someone like Dragon Lee or someone like Carlito, then LWO is winning. You're not debuting them at a, at a premium live event for them to lose, right? Which then hurts Lashley and the Profits in the end, ultimately. All right, so let's move to that uh, to that triple threat. Asuka, EO, Charlotte. Um, you know, it's easy for me to just want to pick Charlotte here. It really is. Because typically this is what happens. Charlotte comes in, she gets a she she sort of uh crashes her way into the into the a title match and then she wins. I don't think that happens this time. Um I think that EO Sky will retain. Um I do. I think EO Sky will retain. Um or Oscar will win, but I'm going with EO Sky because I think Charlotte's going to have bigger plans for her in store. Um, I don't think we'll we'll probably see her maybe at Crown Jewel, but definitely at Survivor Series. And so there, the way this the the way the schedule for WWE is now, right, where you have Crown Jewel, Survivor Series, and then you don't have another uh, premium live event till. Um, Royal Rumble, it's sort of like three important shows in a row. So all the big stars are going to come back, and they're going to do Crown Jewel. They're going to do Survivor Series. They're going to do Royal Rumble. Maybe Miss Chamber, but Chamber's in Perth this year, so it's going to be a big show. They're going to have the big names on it, right? So this, the way the schedule is, we're going to get Charlotte, Roman Reigns, and stuff like that for, uh, you know, Crown Jewel, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber. March doesn't have a pay-per-view. And then you'll have Mania at the beginning of April. And so basically six months uh, that we're going to have these people here for just so that they can build a storyline to get us to Mania. Because let's face it. Let's face it. We're on the we're on the, the stretch to WrestleMania, right? I know they call Royal Rumble like the beginning of mania season but we're on that stretch to get us to mania right now right crown jewel is going to be the official start of and the build to crown jewels to me is going to be the official start of of mania season because and i want to say that we'll we'll move up um we'll move back to predictions here in a second because i saw a post of something that the more that i think about it i really want to happen and that is the rumor is John Cena versus Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Of course, that would be the match, right? It's in Saudi. You please the Saudi government and the, the people there. You give them a big show with John Cena, right? And you please us. Like, that's a match that I, I know we've seen it before, but I'd love to see it again. And in Saudi Arabia, the biggest probably you know, money-making night of the year for WWE at Crown Jewel, you have Roman Reigns lose his title to John Cena 
because of a rock disruption. So you have the three biggest stars of the last 25 years in the ring at the same time in Saudi Arabia where John Cena then breaks Ric Flair's record, right? John Cena break. This is a more real, you know, a couple weeks ago, I did that. Like how would I book Randy Orton versus John Cena to where they fight? You know, I like that storyline idea, but this just seems like the more simple idea. You end Roman Reigns' title run in, in at Crown Jewel, which builds to something bigger. We'll get to that in a second, right? You give Cena the record at Crown Jewel, and then you have Cena put over L.A. Knight, and L.A. Knight can be the next superstar for SmackDown, and that can happen, you know, at WrestleMania. Um, have Cena run it for six months. Now, my problem with that booking is it is is that's assuming that the strike doesn't end. The writer strike's over. I don't know if you guys know that. The writer strike is over. Now, the actors are still on strike, but the writer strike's over. Um they they've come to a conclusion. I don't necess- I have I don't really keep up with all of the details of that. But the writer strike is over. The actors are still on strike, but at any moment Hollywood could pick back up. And so putting the strap on Cena at Crown Jewel, unless he's going to drop it at Survivor Series, I don't see if that's like the long-term plan that WWE has. But I could see that happening, and I would love it to happen. I would love it to happen. And then what happens with the Rock interruption that cost Roman the belt? Well, that's that's easy. That's how you get, that's the setup to get to Roman Reigns versus the Rock. And I know everyone's like, we don't need six months of build, but can you imagine six months of build for this storyline where Roman Reigns, the one person he thought would not betray him is a family member like the rock. And then, then that, that the sort of, you know, creates in Roman Reigns, a fury that, right. The, because I've always said the Roman Reigns, storyline that we're on right now started in Philadelphia at Royal Rumble where he won right and I've always said this this story is so much deeper than than what meets the eyes it's deeper than the last three years of bloodline story telling right this this is this is Roman Reigns career this is 10 years of storyline that, that you have to understand the context of to understand this Roman Reigns, right? This character is, you know, it started at the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia where he won, and 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 they sent the Rock out to praise him and, and, and raise his hands, and he's still getting booed, right? He's still getting booed out of the arena. And that's what sort of started this. That's where the story begins because for the next, what, the next four or five years, he gets pushed and pushed and he's still getting booed and booed. And so he leaves and then he comes back as heel Roman Reigns. And that's how we get bloodline Roman Reigns, right? This story is so deep. So how fitting, how fitting that we end the story of Roman Reigns and potentially the 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 
we end the bloodline sort of storyline, how fitting that it's going to end at WrestleMania in Philadelphia, the place where ultimately the story started, against The Rock, the person who was at the beginning of the story. How fucking fitting is that shit? I've always said, I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast. Um, I've always said Paul Heyman has been booking this story. And I, I, I don't want to make this about, you know, his, his, his religion. But Paul Heyman is Jewish. And Jews he, uh, in, in history had always told circular stories, right? They told circular stories. So it began and ended at the same place. The biggest example of that is literally the Bible. The the if, if, whether or not you you believe it's a a book of of history or not, let's just say it's a fiction book. It was written by Jews, and it started in a garden with the tree of life, and it's going to end in a garden with the tree of life, right? Because Jews told circular stories. You began and you end in the same place. And this feels like a circular story. It's going to begin in Philadelphia with The Rock, and it's going to end in Philadelphia with The Rock. How fucking fitting is it? What a story that is. I need this to happen. I've never been more certain of something would be a banger than that. Because then what you can do is, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, LA Knight does not feel like the type of guy to beat Roman Reigns. I'm just sorry. Like, if Sami Zayn can't do it, if Cody Rhodes can't do it, if if Drew McIntyre can't do it, you want me to expect and to assume that LA Knight's going to do it. I'm sorry. It's just not pop. There's no one on the roster right now. There's no one on the roster right now that... I believe can fully like theoretically like if it, like if we keep it in kayfabe can beat Roman Reigns. There's no one, but there's John Cena with it right now. We add Cena into this sort of how funny is that moment because The Rock and Cena are like mere rivals in in kayfabe, right? They're 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 rivals. They they had two WrestleMania matches against each other, like they're right. So how fucking fitting is that that The Rock, The Rock, of all people, are going to cost Roman Reigns the title by helping his rival? That, that's fucking fitting, man. That's it. That, that's an interesting story that I wish would happen. I When I read that, I was like, this needs to happen. Someone get this up to WWE right now because this needs to happen. But anyway, back to this prediction, right? So, yeah, I'm going EO Sky. Because uh, I think Charlotte Flair is going to have a little bit. She's going to have another story. Uh, I don't know where. I don't know what. The only thing I can think of is Bianca, but we've already seen that match, haven't we? Um, and then I assumed it was going to be Jade, but the rumors are Jade's going to Raw. So we uh, we shall see. Uh, let's do Judgment Day versus Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. The Judgment Day is retaining. I don't understand this match at all. Uh, I just don't. We have a tag team division, WWE. I hope you know that. Why are we putting Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso in the Like, this is just a build to get to Survivor Series. And I'm I'm telling you, this right here, this storyline is the exact reason why I stopped watching Raw. 
I'm so tired of it. The judgment day has been overexposed to me. I don't necessarily care to see them anymore, which is sad because a month ago, two months ago, I was their biggest fan. But this was this has been my worry since they made them the sort of focal point of the company and they're everywhere. They're on every show. Dom's on NXT uh, because they're tag champions. They can be on Raw and SmackDown. Rhea Ripley goes wherever the fuck she wants to go. So they're on every show and you overexpose them. And then like, I don't really want to see them anymore. Right. That, that's how it works. And so, yeah, Judgment Day is going to retain because there's really no reason to put the belt on Cody and Jay. This is just a, a build to get to Survivor Series. Um, and that's all this is. This is just space filler, to be honest with you. All right. So then we get to LA Knight, John Cena versus Jimmy Uso and Solo. Um, yeah. Cena and Knight are winning this match. Cena and John Cena and LA Knight are winning this match. And I, I think this one's probably the easiest to predict. This then leads to Roman Reigns coming out on next Friday when he comes back on the 13th, probably challenging Cena. And hopefully we get the story we just we just talked about with Cena winning. And again, then giving LA Knight an opportunity to 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 win the belt, right? Um However, however, Cena's only been booked through October. So I don't, again, I don't know what the situation of the actor strike is or what Cena's planning on doing, but I I don't know. I just, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, Cena and Knight are winning this. LA Knight's going to need the win. It's also a way to build sort of the animosity of Roman against Jimmy and against solo. And, um, I think this is where we start to see the turn of solo, honestly, um, against Roman. And then we get to our, I'm assuming what's probably going to be the main event or what should be the main event. It's the last man standing between Rollins and Nakamura. And if there's a match that I really don't give a fuck about, but at the same time, really want to watch, like I don't care about this storyline, but I have a, I, I have a very interesting take on this match, and it's not really interesting. It's it's like I'm interested in to see the match because I think this could be a banger, and I think we're going to get a potential match of the year out of this match. Because knowing what I can get from both of these superstars, here's my question though. And, and I meant to ask this on the last episode when I was already petty about it. Um, but I was just, I was just being too petty. I forgot to ask it. Like I, I just completely slipped my mind um, in my rant on that episode. I'm being a hundred percent serious, taking in the context, the last episode of what makes a match of the year, taking in the context of that. Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, they're only going to be in front of like 12,000 people. If this is the banger, can we call this match of the year? Because it's not on a bright stage. There's only 12,000 people. Again, I'm being petty. But 
it, it further exudes my argument of how silly that belief system is, at least in my opinion, right? Because this we might have a banger of a match here. This could be match of the year. And I would hate to, to, to go out there and for them to give the best match we've seen all year and then for Rollins and Nakamura to be met backstage with, you know, imagine if I was, uh, if I was sitting there, right. And Rollins and Nakamura came back and I said, oh man, y'all just killed it out there. What a match. Sadly, the, the official, uh, attendance was under 25,000 people. Um, therefore this cannot be match of the year. Y'all, y'all killed it with a fantastic match. Uh, but the attendance was was too little, right? It's that to me that's no different. And I said this on the last episode. To me, that's no different than if they were to tear the house down, five star match, and they would walk back behind the curtain and Dave Melter sitting back there and said, "Hey boys, y'all did a fantastic job. That was a hell of a match. That's a four point two five. Because you know Dave, it will never give a five star match to WWE." I think he's only given three five-star matches to WWE ever that I can remember reading, at least in the last 10 years, right? He just doesn't do it, right? And to me, that's just as, right? To me, coming and saying, oh, this can't be match of the year because of the attendance or the, the location of the show, right? And again, I'm not going to try to get petty, but we're about to end this, but I think that exudes my point a little bit more that, look, attendance doesn't matter. Right now, of course, you're not going to go to the bingo hall in front of 400 people and say match of the year. But you're in WWE. Anything within WWE, I think it's fair game, no matter you know if it's 5,000 or 50,000. That that that's my argument, right? WWE, AEW, I think even Impact can put on match of the year quality matches. Um, but really, AEW, WWE, Premier Live events. I don't see why we can't say, hey, yeah, that's match of the year. Again, I'm being petty, so I'll stop with that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that, that that's my prediction. So, um, actually, I never predicted the, the match here. I've been leaning Nakamura just so we can get the, the story over line, the story over with. Um, But I don't know. Again, I haven't really watched Raw all that much in the last – couple weeks i'm gonna go seth so my prediction seth john cena and la Knight, the judgment day eo sky and uh lashley and the prophets um i think we'll get some banger matches some good moments i think jade cargill is going to debut um and um i just i'll say this though i'll say this though it was said I think in the Discord last uh, um, last last Saturday that there's no way that Fastlane can live up to what No Mercy was, and I'm going to agree with that sentiment. We will not have near as much. Uh, I think I think Rollins and Nakamura will be a banger, but I think other than that. We're not going to have a match that comes close to what Dragunov and, and Hayes was or what Becky and, and Tiffany Stratton was. I don't even think Nakamura versus 
Seth will reach that level of, of you know, just wrestling greatness. Um, so I think No Mercy will ultimately end up being the better event. But I tend, I I think I'm biased because I'm in, I'm definitely an NXT. If 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 any if NXT was the only wrestling show I could watch, I would be happy. That's the way I sort of am about uh, wrestling at this current moment. Um, but yeah, that's my predictions. Let me know what you guys think. Um, it is Saturday morning as I'm recording this. So I'll probably at the end of the show, you'll probably get another episode after it ends. And I'll, I'm probably going to take about 20, 30 minutes to break, break down what we saw. Uh, but yeah, until then, uh, y'all have a, a, a great, a great Saturday and I'll see you on the, on the, the, the review show here later tonight and then uh um and then next wednesday as well uh go ahead and submit your topic suggestions if you're in the discord if not click the link below join the discord under where it says slapping meat wrestling podcast or slapping meat pocket i don't remember how it's labeled on the discord there's something for like topic suggestions leave a topic suggestion or question down there so we could talk about it on wednesday and then uh until then, I'll see, I hope you all have a great day, and we'll see you on the next episode. Brother, I'm going on a wild Hulk Hogan. If I like get some moment, I'll make sure it's an explosion. Cause lately-